I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow. Mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? Thank you guys so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. This podcast is the podcast that proves that life is a lot of work for little in return. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every day, 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram. Today on the show, uh, I'll give you a movie recommendation. It's something I watched last night. Also, sometimes, as Garth Brooks says, God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Uh, also, um, usually after this show, we'll throw down and spend about five, 10 minutes post show on Instagram live, just like shooting the shit and talking with people and seeing what's going on. Uh, and yesterday I kind of got on a jag about what is going on here in Minnesota and why it is that we can never have any goddamn fun and how easy it would be to have some fun. Uh, but first... Talk a little bit about uh, the iPhone 13 while we say hi to some people. What's up, BJ? How are you, buddy? Uh, good morning, Mira. Hi, Amanda. What's up, Tara? Danielle, hopefully you had a great birthday yesterday. Good morning, Lindsay, Scooter, Bellamy Jack. Wyatt, first of the show every day, Wyatt. Dude, you get it commended. Anna, good morning to you. Hey, Lori. Hey, how are you? Hopefully you're doing well. I saw you gave me a follow. I thought we were already good buds on uh, Instagram, but I guess not. Uh, Lori's one of the uh, nicest, sweetest people I think I've ever met on the planet. Uh, she is a uh, theater director, originally from Wisconsin, Go Pet Go, and uh, has directed me in a couple of things. I- I'm a big fan. I love her to death. She's great. Uh, she's as sweet as pie, and even though probably doesn't like to hear all the swears, a lot of swear words in that long walk to Cleveland. That boy's got a potty mouth. Uh, I'll give you a forewarning. I've had to do that a couple of times where like my mom's friends will hop on and be like, hey, hey, I hear he's doing a podcast. I hear your boy's got a podcast. And then they listened to it and they were like, yeah, I got through about 39 seconds of it before I had heard fuck like 37 times. I had to get rid of it. <laughs> ah, all right. You degenerates. Everybody, hang on. I got to turn this down a little bit so it doesn't blow everybody's ears off. All right. So all these degenerates that... um. Uh, are listening for uh, information about the iPhone 13, you're not going to get it here. Because, first off, I despise all brand new Apple products until about um, about nine months in. Once you start to see the price drop a little bit, I don't like that everybody is just like losing their goddamn minds trying to you know, get the latest and greatest all the time. So today I dropped my daughter off at school, her and her friend Grace. And while I'm on the way home, I'm driving by Best Buy in Richfield. Because you got to kind of circumvent the globe to get in and out of schools nowadays. If you guys see those like tropey sitcoms where they're like the parents trying to drop off the kid and it's an argument with all the parking enforcement or like drop off enforcement at schools. That's it's it's spot on, man. It's, it's parents yelling at each other and getting angry. And then there's a certain flow to the traffic. And, you know, if you got to drop off eighth graders, it's at a different door. So don't get it in the seventh grade line. Because if so, you're going to fuck everything. I'm telling you, man, it's a huge pee in the A. It sucks so bad. Ah, it sucks. But if, uh, if you can kind of, uh, you know, uh, get through it and just know that, hey, you're not the only parent on the planet trying to drop off your kids. Don't think the world's all about you, my friend. It's, it's not too bad. You, you really can sort of like, you know, 
make it make it what it is. So I drop off my kid this morning and I'm driving past Best Buy and I realize, oh, this parking lot is packed at 8.15 in the morning. There's a line that is four blocks long. And then I realize it's got to be an Apple product of some sort. So I look it up. Sure as shit. Brand new iPhone 13 coming out today. And I was sitting, I was sitting there just staring at these people going, how hollow are you? That you have to go wait in line. Some of these guys probably got there at midnight last night, tented out, you know. But if you have no kids and you got, you know, a little bit of expendable money, like, why not? Why not throw down? As I was staring at him, I went, first off, don't be so judgy. You know, if that's really what you have in life, if this is what you got, it's funny. Kim just asked, people still go to Best Buy? Apparently, I guess. I don't know. I mean, not for like, we used to go there to go like music shopping, you know, because we were dumb and didn't have any other places. There wasn't like an electric fetus down the road from where we were at. You know, one of the most iconic record shops of all time. There wasn't an Ernie November. There wasn't a Defia Records. There wasn't an Amoeba Records out of San Francisco. We didn't have that. You had to go to Best Buy to go buy your CDs. It was all mainstream corporate garbage. Never find anything that you wanted. I found a No Effects album at the Duluth Best Buy. And I think that was about the coolest album I think I've ever gotten out of a Best Buy before. But I digress. Anyway, I was watching these people and thinking, you know, like, God, you're hollow. But then I realized uh, I I might not go stand in line for an iPhone 13. It might not be my thing because I, the one phone I have is I think it's an iPhone 10 X. I think I got it like six months after it came out. Works perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it. I'll keep using it until the, they'll probably get to iPhone 19 by the time I end up upgrading, which is fine. I don't need anything more. I like what I, all the things that I need to do with it. I can do with it. And those bullshit commercials they show about like this, this television commercial was shot on an iPhone 13. It's not. Don't think that you can just go out and buy an iPhone 13 and you can start walking around like Steven Spielberg and putting out quality movies. There's, trust me, it's not like they just grab like a couple of actors, one guy. They make it look like that. But there's, did they shoot that thing on an iPhone? Probably. Did they have some sort of specialized app that processes it at 4K? And I'm telling you, it's not like you are going to just... Go and buy an iPhone 13, and the next thing you know, man, you're making Netflix-worthy movies. It doesn't work that way. If it did, everybody would be doing it, wouldn't they? Scooter, I finally got a 12 from a 6S. I had a 6S for a long time. I loved it. I don't know. I get, like, we need to keep up with the Joneses, right? I get that you need to... People feel that validation. You got your hands on it before anybody else. The reason why we all do that is to sort of get that little dopamine pump in the back of the brain and feel good about ourselves. And as I was watching these people, I was like, God, what a waste of life. These people who sit there Black Friday and wait to go shopping. God, what a waste of life. What a waste of time. But I bet if you asked 97% of those people that are standing in line, would you ever go sit in a comedy club for two hours so you get three minutes of stage time? They'd go, fuck no. What a waste of life. What a waste of time. We're both after the same thing. We both want to get that feeling of validation or we want to get that little shot of dopamine that said we did a good job. We want somebody to congratulate us. We want to be able to post about it online. It's the same things. We're all after the same things. It's just in a different way. You know? There's that old, like, uh, saying, I see it floating around every once in a while, where, like, uh, you know, a, a wise a wise old man once said, what if I told you that the left wing and the right wing belong to the same bird? 
And you're like, dude, that's a perfect analogy. That's yeah. I know people on the far left are fighting people on the far right, but they're doing the same exact things. They're posting, even though the content might be different, it's still the same tactic. These people are standing in line to go get a brand new iPhone 13 because when they get it, they can post about it and tell people they got a brand new one and they're going to feel good about themselves. Meanwhile, people who are looking from afar and judging are the same people that uh, internet troll to feel good about themselves. They're the same people that, you know, put a song out on SoundCloud well before anybody should ever hear it. They're the same people that go do karaoke because they like it when they get off stage and people say, that, oh, you got such a good voice. You got such a good voice. You're such a good singer. How come you're not famous? How come you're That's crazy. You're not famous. You should be famous. You're not famous. Why aren't you famous? You're like, huh. I, that, but that's why you do it. You do all that. So as I was watching from afar today, I realized like maybe, maybe don't get so judgy with people going after the iPhone 13. Maybe no, you know, don't, uh, don't look at them as lesser because you're doing the same exact thing. You're out doing a podcast every day. You're out getting up on stage. You're out putting out content. You get that feeling in your stomach every single time, you know, your phone goes off. Every time somebody likes you on a dating app, every time you get a like on Facebook, every time you post about a new job and people tell you congratulations, every time LinkedIn, okay, now I'm really starting to reach. Nobody's on LinkedIn. We all know that, right? (laughs) And if you are now, see, I can see standing in line for an iPhone 13, but if you are on LinkedIn, now that, that my friend is a giant waste of time. All right. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday for a while about how Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers, found his Packers necklace that was had his, contained his dad's ashes. And then that, after the show, we started complaining about how all these teams, when you're getting new stadiums, all these teams are figuring it out. You watch some of these places, like I think Foxborough may have been like one of the first. Foxborough for the New England Patriots had figured it out like, Oh, hey, we want people to come and enjoy themselves and have a good time. And if we send our vendors out and walk around the parking lot with food or T-shirts or whatever it is, we could probably make a couple extra bucks. So they build these stadiums out in the middle of nowhere, man. Just BFE. And while people are uh, tailgating and having a good time, man, then they hang. They go to the game afterwards. They have great systems. I mean, like, I think, gosh, is it like Miller Park? In Milwaukee, I think Miller Park has like 19 exits. They figured it out, man. We don't want you waiting. You go to a Vikings game downtown Minneapolis, there's minimal tailgating. The tailgating sucks. You pretty much have to go to a bar because it gets so brutally cold outside. And they, there's some places, I know they allow you to bring some tents and vans, but there's some parking lots that are like, listen, dude, no propane tanks. We don't want you blowing up a half a city block. Trying to get out of those parking ramps, it's an hour and a half. Pain in the ass, man. Total pain in the ass. So I get why people are like, dude, this is garbage. Why can't we have that in Minnesota? You had to build over the Metrodome? Why don't you just keep the dome up and use it for target practice? That thing was such a piece of shit. How many other stadiums have collapsed? How many? Under the weight of snow? How many? I'll wait. Go ahead. None. Unless you stuck some C4 in it. And if you've ever... Here's the thing about the metronome that they didn't take into account but the second they opened up the doors doors to that place they realized maybe this was a bad idea to stick a giant tarp over the top of this thing because the reason why the tarp like the giant white pillow over the top of it stayed afloat 
was all the air on the inside. So when you fill, it's like a balloon. You start packing people on the inside of it. Now the air doesn't, doesn't have anywhere to go. All the doors are shut, but now you got bodies taking up space. So more air is being pushed onto that giant tarp that was on the ceiling. And then as people were walking and letting, if you let air out of a balloon, what happens? It all rushes out at one time. So when you were trying to walk out of the Metrodome, no shit. It was like her. It was like 60 mile an hour winds. They'd blow your ass out the door. And nobody thought of that beforehand. Nobody figured out. I'm telling you, man, that when they asked me, what's your favorite Metrodome memory? I said, it hasn't happened. It's when they implode that thing. It's so garbage. It's such, it was such a piece of shit. And then they built the stadium right over the top of it that has so many problems. It's leaking. There's mold. The windows don't work. The windows were too shiny. We were having like a bird genocide in downtown Minneapolis because the windows were too see-through and it's such a monolith. These things are flying into the side of it and there's dead birds laying all over the ground. So now they had to put like this protective reflective coating over all the windows so we'd stop killing birds in downtown Minneapolis. Between kickers and stadiums, I don't know who could be more cursed than the Minnesota Vikings. Scooter, that was my favorite part as a kid, getting blown out of the Metrodome. That's fun when you're a kid, when you got a baby in your hand? Christ, what? You're half drunk. You got a bunch of, you got like nine Miller lights in you that cost you 11 bucks a piece. Your baby's crying. The next thing you know, your hat goes flying. Christ, what a pain in the ass. I'm glad that place is gone. But U.S. Bank Stadium is not that great. And why they didn't take this thing and go build it out in the middle of nowhere and stick a bunch of... We need to bring economy to downtown Minneapolis. Have you seen downtown? Dude, it's eight games. It's eight games. That's all it is. All it is. I don't know. Maybe start asking some of the other teams in Minnesota to start pulling their weight. Maybe if you got a goddamn basketball team that could put a team out on the floor that people wanted to come and watch. We got tickets for free. Here's how bad the Timberwolves are. They one time had this thing. It was last season. Well, the season before the pandemic. And they said, hey, you got a birthday? Come on down, everybody. We'll give you free tickets. It was like, well, shit, everybody's got a birthday, man. They're hurting. We walked in. It was the night of my, it was the night? No, no, no. It was the Bucks playing. So it was like uh, November. I got tickets because I signed up for this birthday thing. So they gave me tickets for the Bucks game. My my brother-in-law and I sat Four rows from the top, because obviously they're going to give you shit tickets, you know? We watched one quarter of basketball up there, and I said, this is ridiculous. I'm staring at, like, nine sections right up against the court that are wide open. Justin and I walked down there. We sat sat 10th row for the rest of the game. There's nobody there. So, I don't know, Vikings. Build your stadium out somewhere where the fans can enjoy it a little bit. And maybe have some of these teams. Like, dude, the Lynx... Here's the problem about the Minnesota Lynx. They're the best team in Minnesota. Nobody goes to see them because it's ladies. Dude, WNBA basketball, I, and here's the thing I hate. I hate so much this argument. I hate this argument so much. Women's sports is just not as fast as men. Bullshit. Dude, you watch women's rugby? You watch women's basketball? It's fast as shit. I'm telling you. Not just, I'm not saying this because of like a woman. I'm saying this because of an athlete. Sue Bird might be one of the best athletes I've ever watched play basketball. She's outstanding. I love her. I'm a big fan of her. Uh, I think that she is, uh, first off, she's hilarious. She's um, a great role model, is super bubbly, very funny, and then on top of it, can dribble around almost anybody in the NBA. She's outstanding. Outstanding. 
Uh, Steve, I like US Bank Stadium, but it would be better with tailgating. It's the experience, man. It's the experience. It's all that money to get you in the door and you're there for three and a half quarters to watch your team get blown out and then you call it a day. Like, that's a pain in the ass, man. I wish there was more to it. It sucks because then you go to see, I like Qualcomm Stadium out in uh, uh, San Diego. Blast, dude, blast. Best tailgating I've ever had in my life. Lambeau Field, best. It's the best. Just thousands of people all hanging out, doing the thing, handing out free food. Hey, you got a, hey, you got a mouth? I got a grill. Stop on by. You be the roller skate. I'll be the key. I'll fill that pie hole with a giant free bride. Here you go, bud. What's your name? Michael? Shit, yeah, Michael. We're best of friends now. I'll see you inside. Then the guy goes inside, and you see him tumble down the stairs, and you pick his ass up. You put his deer antlers back on his head. I'm telling you, much better. Much better. So much better. Scooter sold out for a bratwurst. Fuck yeah, I sold out for a bratwurst. I'd do it again. I'd do it again for half a bratwurst. I would. I'd leave being a Minnesota Vikings fan just so that I could go have half a brat. Uh, Kim, just look out for that girl with the brat breath. That, that's who I am looking for. Then we were talking. Oh, that's right. We were talking about that yesterday. I said, uh, don't sleep on the gal who has the, uh, the brat breath. I don't like cigarette smoke, like kissing somebody who's a cigarette smoker. But if I'm, uh, you know, outside tailgating at a game, and there's a gal who's been pounding down brats with a bunch of sauerkraut and mustard all up in her teeth. I might be there, man. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind the taste. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Don't look at me like I'm a freak. You're a freak. You're the one who doesn't like sauerkraut. Maybe you should get on board with sauerkraut. A little bit of mustard on top. Dude, that's where it's at, man. And don't be coming with like any of that like, yeah, we bought our brats over at uh, Target. Bullshit. Get it on meat market. Pay the extra. Steve, oh my God, brat breath. Might as well be meth mouth. Are you kidding me, dude? I've made out with girls from Alabama and it is not, it's not, no, no. I need teeth. I need teeth. You can't get sauerkraut stuck in your teeth if you got no teeth. Put that on a goddamn sticker. Why are we making those shirts? Can't get mustard all up in your grill if you got no grill. (laughs) Uh, Danielle, Lambeau Field for a Vikings Packers game is a bucket list item for me. You gotta go. It's great. It's ah, it's so much fun. It's the best. Uh, Amanda, oh my God, I'm going to think of this every time I eat a brat now. Good, good. Don't be afraid. Hey man, that's also a good litmus test if you're going to be with somebody. If they can make out with you after you get done eating a brat with kraut and mustard on it, I'm telling you, it's fucking delicious. That's a guy, that's a keeper. Guy or girl, that's a keeper. God, delicious. Delicious. That's how you know. Don't get all up on me. I don't make the rules. I don't make the kraut rules. You guys follow the kraut rules. I don't make them. I just enforce them. Give me a gal. It's got the sauerkraut and the mustard. Why do I got a terrible feeling the next time I'm going to be out doing a live show? Uh, I'm going to be standing like out the door meeting people. And then some gal is going to come up with a big old smile of just like kraut in her mouth. I'm going to be like, well, listen, the, the, the rock gods have spoken. The rules have been set. I must make out with you. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I, you, maybe you don't want me to, but this is what, Hey, do you know when tenacious D had to fight the devil, had to have a rock off against the devil to get the pick of destiny so that they could indeed keep from having, uh, JD. Oh shit. The Instagram live feed just went off to keep from having KG and JB fall. I'm telling you, 
That is 1,000% uh, the same exact. It's the same exact thing. It's like having a rock off and then having to fight the devil. It's the same exact thing. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules, okay? I'm sorry. In the middle of all this, I'm trying to get the uh, Instagram live feed back up. So I apologize. Why? I don't know why the hell that just uh, that went away. It just like all of a sudden I just look up and there's a blank screen in front of me. And I'm like, that's not good. But all right, here we go. So yeah. So my apologies. That's all right. We had to find a way to be able to get out of this anyways, because I got a couple other things that I wanted to talk about. So uh, sorry, everybody who's hopping back onto the live feed right now. I apologize. Uh, first off, uh, you guys might remember that I have um, talked a little bit about, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. Everyone's like, oops, yep, Amanda, oops, sorry. I don't know. It's just like all of a sudden I looked up and the phone just stopped. So, uh, but glad you guys are coming back. That's great. Thank you very much. Um, I wanted to chat about this for just a hot second. Do you guys, uh, you guys remember that Garth Brooks song? Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. I should have brought this up in front of me. Uh, unanswered. I think about Garth Brooks, man. Is like, I, first off, I love that dude. I love everything about him. I think he's great. I think he's a funny guy. I think he's a he's a hell of a rocker. He loves loves the band Kiss. Like a huge fan of the band Kiss. So already, man, I'm, I'm on board with this guy. But uh, I think he's a great performer. He's a funny guy. He's a philanthropist. He. Just loves, man. Just like throws down all the time. Oh, hang on. Here's a comment. Hi, Rudy. Listening from Ireland today. Hot damn. Hot diggity, dude. Good on you. Well, whatever it is you're doing in Ireland, I hope you're having a good time. I hope it ain't raining because I've heard terrible things about it. But dude, Garth Brooks. Just the other night at a hometown football game. I do like old stories. I kind of miss the fact that there's like songs that don't tell the stories nowadays, you know? Because I got back in my truck and we went on down and we got two cheeseburgers. And I said, would you like to come on by the house and have a bonfire? This shit is not... Oh, Anna says it's pouring. See? God damn. Sorry to hear that. Um... I uh, I had a thing a couple of months ago, and I may have brought it up on this show. Uh, there's a, a woman by the name of Busy Phillips. I don't know if you guys know who Busy Phillips is, but Busy Phillips is an actress. She's like one of those people that host with, what is it? Uh, not Regis and Kelly. What's that guy's name? Oh, Ryan Seacrest. There we go. And, oh, for unanswered prayers. Why does everybody got to do that? derelict dipshit country voice just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care I love it God I love it I love it love it um uh what was I gonna say here um I'm sorry I'm getting to text you you guys are the best uh, she was great in white chicks. Well, here's the thing about Busy Phillips. So they offered me an opportunity to go and um, uh, they offered me an opportunity to be the editor of that show. And she's got a podcast. I, I don't know what it's called. I don't care what it's called. But they offered me an opportunity to be a part of it. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll give this a whirl. And I started editing this thing. And when they told me about it, I'm like, this is a great opportunity, man. I'd love it. I'd love it. Let's do it. So I start editing this podcast as like a test run to see if maybe, you know, this could be a thing. And uh, 
Lo and behold, it doesn't pan out. They decide to go with somebody else. And I, as I was editing it, I thought this is going to be way too much work. Way too much work. It was, I mean, they wanted us to like go through, there was like nine people on the show. And I don't know if you ever watch, and not because it's a, and I, okay, first off, I'm going to say this, and maybe people might not agree with it, but if you ever watch those afternoon talk shows, the ones that have like the five ladies on them, there's all sorts of them. There's the talk, there's the real, there's the truth, there's the view, whatever it is, all that shit. All them ladies do is goddamn talk over one another constantly. It's constantly happening. There's never a pause. And usually everybody who's talking over one another has nothing to say anyways. It's nothing but dribble. And I'm listening to this podcast and it's just, you know, it's nine people on the show. It's like six ladies, three guys. And everyone's like, you just need to speak your truth. And I was like, yeah, but what I'm listening is not the truth. It's what you made up in your mind to be the thing that you are spinning to make you look good. It's not the truth. It's not even a truth. It's your truth. And your truth is wrong. Your truth is wrong. So <laughs> as uh, as I'm having to uh, edit this thing, I'm like, dear God, don't give me this job. Well, they called the next day and said, hey, we're going to go with a different editor. And I was like, thank fucking Christ. Thank you. I thank God. I don't ever, ever want to have this job. So yesterday, I told you guys about the Megan Trainer thing, right? I told you guys about... Uh, been editing the new Megan Trainer podcast, working on it. She's great. Her brother Ryan's great. Their people, their people can be a little much sometimes. I think they know it, but you have to be. And I get it. Like I don't, you know, judge them for it, dude. You're you're working with a brand that's worth multi millions of dollars. So sometimes you got to get on people's asses about stuff. That's the only way it works. It's totally. So yeah, can they be a pill? Absolutely. But is it worth it? Sure. Whatever. I'm totally fine with it. Um, so while I was talking to this gal, who's a part of the Megan trainer thing, she then had, was kind of going through some notes and went, Oh, wait a minute. You're the guy that we talked about doing the busy Phillips podcast. And I was like, yeah, Oh man. And I paused for a second. I thought, well, I better watch my mouth because maybe she's still involved with this. I don't even know if it's still going on. Who knows? And uh, the gal on the other end of the phone went, Oh man, I worked on that show for like three weeks and I had to quit because it was such a pain in the ass. She was like, I've never worked with a bigger diva in my entire life. Just, oh, it sucked. It sucked so bad. And I thought, good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, anybody up there listening. Thank you, Kishna. Thank you, Buddha. Whoever might be up there pulling the strings. Thank you for not giving me that job. Thank you a thousand percent that I didn't take that job. Because I probably would have been in the same boat. I probably would have, after a couple of weeks, just called it a day and been like, I can't do this for you guys anymore. This is ridiculous. It's, 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 there's no way. Plus, uh, I haven't talked about this yet, and I am, uh, uh, I'm excited about it. And I was talking to somebody late last night, a, uh, a Hollywood type, if you will, that uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of. And he is a guy who got me involved and just recently... Uh, I became the new video and graphics editor for the Adam Carolla podcast, which uh, the Adam Carolla show, I guess you more want to call it, which is the number one podcast on the planet. There's no more downloads than the Adam Carolla show. And what's crazy about that job is when, when I got let go at 93 X years ago, obviously like growing up around the late nineties, Loveline was the rage. 
Everybody loved Loveline. Oh man, MTV could do no wrong with Loveline. So when you're in that, that realm, that age bracket, you watch it constantly. Because there's all the things that you have questions about. And, and, there's, and here's a board-certified physician and a super funny guy and probably a band that you like or an actress or actor that you dig that are all on board on this show who are answering your questions. It was brilliant. It's amazing. I don't know what the show, I don't even know if there's still a show or not, but uh, when I was around, I loved it. And then I started working at a couple of radio stations and I was doing overnights. And by the time I got off the air, Loveline would just be coming on the air. So while everybody was up at the bar partying, I'd be sitting in my truck, like having a couple of beers, just kind of out in a country road, hanging out, just listening to Loveline. I, lo- I was a big fan of the show. So after I got let go in 93X, I was working at a radio station uh, in town called B96. I think it was still B96 at the time. 96? Fuck, I don't know. It all f- flows together now. So I start like kind of dabbling in this. I start hearing about podcasts, how people are doing radio shows on the internet. And I'm like, that's that's ridiculous. Like how, how is that possible? You know? And I started having to like, at the time, I was broke, man. I was, bro- I was so broke. Oh, I was so, so broke. So much so I couldn't afford gas. That's how bad. I could not afford to put gas in my tank. And the radio station was on the other side of Edina. And I live next to the Mall of America. So if anybody knows Minneapolis at all, uh, it's not too far. It's on the same side of town, but it's definitely, it's a, it's a haul, man. It's, God, it's got to be, you know, 10 and a half, 11 miles maybe. So when I would have to go to the radio station, I would, I would literally pedal my bicycle every single day just because I could not afford the gas to get in it. But uh, I had a phone, I had earbuds, and I started listening to talk to more. I wanted to listen to more talk radio. I kind of was fading out of music because music was just so, at the time I was not inspired by it. Rock radio had just like, my God, it was just, there was nothing new, you know, like Linkin Park had sort of become like a, you know, a, a top 40 band and Godsmack was putting out garbage and, you know, I was like, I don't know, is this what I want to do the rest of my life? It's listening to the same bands, putting out the same style musics for, I just, I don't know if I could do this. There's no way. And I started out riding my bike to the radio station and listening to podcasts. And I tried a couple here and there, some were okay. But then uh, I found that Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla were back doing their shows again, but not like a version of, it was just called the Adam and Dr. Drew show. So I started listening to that and then I realized, oh, he's got a podcast going on. So I started listening to the podcast and now I'm like six months in and I have listened to every single show. And I'm like, I'm such a fan. I become like such, a, I'm a crazy fan, right? And while, uh, while this is all going on, I'm going through some crazy shit. Like still don't really have like a full-time job. I got a baby at home. I'm barely making it work. Uh, my fiance and I at the time are on the outs it's, it was awful. It was the worst. But the thing I really, really had was I had that show to listen to. And then when that was over, I had the music of Todd Snyder to help me get through it. And for some reason, I don't know how or why I just had a premonition that if you just keep your head down, if you just keep working for whatever reason, I don't know how or why eventually you're going to start working for Adam Carolla. I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know where it came from, but I just had this thought of like, 
just keep doing what you're doing, man. It's working. So fast forward. And now 10 years go by. 10 years, I'm still listening to the show. I'm still digging Adam Carolla. I'm still going. I, I missed his podcast in town a couple of times. First off, because I couldn't afford to go. And secondly, it was just wasn't really working out with my time and having a baby and being a new single dad. So Carolla's supposed to come to town. This is like a year and a half ago. And he's got shows at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis booked. Well, that kind of goes by the wayside. I got to say hi to some people. What's up? Uh, hi, Mel. Nice to see you. Crystal saying hello. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. Maximilian, thank you very much. I'll get to the rest of the story in just a second. October 22nd, we're going to be over at the Hog's Breath in Roseville. It's going to be Roseville, Minnesota. It is a Friday night. Me, Tommy Thompson, Andrew Whiteliner, and then uh, I'm sure I'm saying his last name wrong. I'll get it correct. I promise you I will. Uh, I'll give you more details on that show soon. And then, hey, winter's coming up. Beanies, brand new beanies are up right now in the store. You can find it at rudypovich.com. All right, back to the story. So I am, uh, I'm supposed to go to these shows at Acme Comedy Company, and they ain't working out. They keep getting canceled because of COVID, and then they get pushed back, and then those shows get pushed back, and then they just straight up cancel. So they finally announce that Corolla's coming to town at the end of July, July something or another, 20-something, 27th or something, right? So, uh, yeah, I do, I do a little bit of work for this guy, and I say, uh, I say, hey, man, not a, a guy that I just work for out of the, not Adam Carolla, I should specify that. Uh, I do some work for this guy, and then he brings up Adam Carolla, and I go, oh, yeah, I'm actually going to go see him here at Acme Comedy Company in a couple of weeks. And... The, uh, the dude says, uh, oh, hey, well, let me get you tickets. You know, like you've been helping me out. Let me get you tickets. I know him well. I said, nah, 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 nah. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. I don't need, I don't need you to help me. I already bought my tickets. I appreciate the offer, but I'm good. So I go down to, but he goes, well, why are you there? If you run into him, tell him you know me. And I'm like, not a problem, man. So I go down to Acme Comedy Company. First night of the shows, there was two nights, four shows. I had tickets to all four shows. So while I'm there, I run into his producer, this dude by the name of Chris Loxamana. Start bullshit with Chris a little bit. And before we, I was like, yeah, I'm a, I was a producer, you know, did radio, blah, blah, blah. So right before I leave Chris, I go, oh, by the way, man, uh, you know, mutual friend of ours told me to tell you hello. And he's like, how do you know him? I said, well, I, I do his like videos and Instagram and graphics and shit. And he's like, are you kidding me? I said, no, why? And he's like, holy shit, dude. We were literally just having a conversation before we got on the plane. We're looking to hire a guy to do videos and graphics for the show. And somebody said, we should get so-and-so's guy because everything that guy does is far beyond anything else we're seeing on the internet these days. And I was, I was like, what? He said, "That's cr- are you really the guy? I said, I'm absolutely the guy. I'm doing it for now for almost three years. He's like, fuck, what? We'll talk after the show. Lo and behold, he doesn't know that I'm available to talk to him. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, I'm sure he probably thinks that I am just the dude who's got a, probably a full-time job who just does this on the side. I don't have a full-time job. I, this is what I do. I do podcasts and I edit shit part-time, you know, uh, besides, you know, stand up and voiceover and being a dad. I hate when people do that. Well, I have like nine jobs, but the most important one is being a parent. Shut up. It's not. Trust me. Try to go make people laugh. That's way more important than your kids. Your kids will find, listen, you can fuck them up and there'll be somebody down the line that'll make them laugh to make them feel better. So be glad there's stand-up comedians on the planet. Anyway, 
That night, I am about to go leave Acme. I'm kind of waiting for people, you know, Chris had said, hey, hang out, man, we'll bullshit after. I didn't want to be that guy who was like hanging out, kind of stalking, doing that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's weird. So I get in the car and I, I start to drive home. And I get, I don't know, four blocks away from Acme. And I thought, shoot your shot. We talk about it on this show all the time. Shoot your shot. Turn your ass around. Go back there. Force yourself to go back there and be annoying. That's how you do it. I spin the car back around. I start walking back towards Acme. I get about a half a block away from Acme and I see Corolla, his guy, Mike August, and Chris Loxamana walk up the stairs of Acme and start walking towards me. Corolla and Mike August walk past me and I stop Chris. I'm like, Chris. And he looks, he goes, oh, dude, I've been trying to find you. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm so, I'm, dude, shit. What's your number? What's your email? So I give him my contact information Later on that night, I get home. Dude, it's like 1.30 in the morning. It's brutally late. For me, it's brutally late. He then says, I'll give you a call. Dude drops me a line and says, I already put you in contact with our people. They're going to be in touch. Next day, I'm at uh, Mall of America with the kids. We're all hanging out, you know, taking them. To, we had like my nieces in town. Everybody was going to Nickelodeon Universe, having a ball. Phone rings. It's uh, Megan Trainer's people. They're like, dude, we want to talk. Can we get you on board of being the editor? I go outside of the mall. I'm on the phone. While I'm on the phone, I get a, a text message that says, hi, my name is Crystal. I work for Adam Carolla. Do you got time to meet at Acme tonight? I'm in town. I go down to Acme that night. I start bullshitting with Crystal. Next thing you know, we realize we got a bunch of mutual friends. They kind of vet me through, uh, through the guy that I've been doing work for. They say, let's give you a test run later on that night. I did a bunch of uh, videos for them when Melissa Rivers was on the show. And then they were like, dude, let's put you on, you know, put you on full time starting Monday. So uh, it's been a crazy ass year. But the, the thing that drives me every day is just believing that something is going to happen for you. Just believing that. Even if it's super far-fetched, even if it's something that most people are going to look at and go, dude, you don't got it. It's not in you. Just believing it. Believing it. Not the secret. Not any of this. I'm a big believer in, you know, materializing things and the great magnet. But it's, it's more about being prepared for when those opportunities come around. Because you can think about owning a mansion all you want. But the only way you're going to own one is hard work. That's it. Nobody's just going to give you one. That's it. So I, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, for almost a decade, I sat around thinking, just keep working really hard. It's funny. I didn't even plan on telling this story today. It's not even on the list of things I want to get to. You know, what, I was what were we talking about? Busy Phillips earlier? That's going to, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, yeah, it is. Uh, the thing on his show he talks about a lot is called Achievement Days. Don't celebrate birthdays, celebrate achievement days. And ironically, when they told me that, hey, uh, we want to bring you on full time here and you can just work from Minnesota. Um, ironically, that was on my birthday. So I'm like, well, oh, fuck, I got both. <laughs> so it's been a uh, it's been crazy, man. It's been a crazy ass year. I don't get it. And uh, the guys that uh, I did some work with that sort of put this all in motion shot me a line at like two o'clock in the morning 
and just said, dude, I heard you, you know, working for Adam Carolla now. Congrats. It's great. He's the best. Fucking people love him. I know most people think he's a right wing, you know, douchebag, but trust me, if you get to know him really well, he's a good dude and he's not that guy. And I've never thought that anyway, you know, um, I've never thought about, I never even thought about the po- political side of it. I don't give a shit about the political side of it. I just, as a broadcaster, he's the best. As a broadcaster, he's the best. There's nobody on the on the radio outside of Stern. I think Stern's really good. Um, there's nobody that can roll the way he does. There's nobody that has that quick-wittedness. It's one thing to be quick, because I know guys that are quick, but they're not as funny. They can say something and come back to you immediately, but what they come out with isn't that great. But that guy has both. And I don't know, that's just years of just pounding it out, waiting for your turn. And more importantly, turning the fucking car around when you are driving away from Acme and saying to yourself, you better goddamn turn around and go do this because you might not get another opportunity. (laughs) So yeah, so... Uh, anyway, all right, well, that story came out. I was going to throw something up uh, just like, you know, on my website and stuff of like, because these are all the people I edit for, Dana Carvey, Adam Carolla, blah, 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 all that shit, you know. Um, and what's funny, and the thing I always fear, I always fear this, is people will go, hey, man, you're only getting there because you know this person or because you work for this person. and I always think about those people will not get you where you want to go, but having that credibility that comes along with having like those positions will help you get other jobs to help other people so that they can see what it is that you can offer. And then once that happens, then things really start to blossom. It really does. Uh, Gracie, networking is a thing. It's absolutely 1,000%. 1,000%. I talk about, you know, that what I thought was going to be a six-month job at Lovesack while I was waiting for my next radio gig to open up, what I thought was going to be six months turned into three and a half years. The reason why I got that job, I was on my last day of unemployment and I was walking through the mall with my family going to get ice cream and I ran into an old intern of mine. And my old intern said, hey, we've been talking about you. Haven't seen you in a while. Um... We thought you'd be back on the air by now. Is everything okay? And I said, it's not. It's not my last day of unemployment. I don't know what I'm going to do. And the unemployment wasn't enough to keep the family afloat. You know, you got a two-year-old at home, plus you got a fiance in school. And, you know, they're giving you. And at the time, it wasn't like, hey, you get an extra 600 bucks a week COVID unemployment. This was like bare minimum unemployment, dude. It wasn't much. And she said, hey, you know, I got this job. It's probably not what you want to do. But, you know, wait until the next gig opens up. You can work. Love sex, selling couches. That's what I did for three and a half years until the next gig opened up. And it wasn't even a radio gig after that. I went and sold vinyl signage. So, I don't know. Not to like get all sanctimonious, but like, well, fucking head and heart. No, no, no. Trust me. It was a job to be had and you just needed to go and do it. So, lucky enough. Uh, Lori, good for you, Rudy. Hard work pays off and open doors for many opportunities. I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that, you know? Um, would I much rather have just like studied acting and done one thing or just studied video editing or yes, I absolutely would have, 
instead of having 30 different gigs that you got to try to be, you know, 80% at, probably better to just pick one and be 100% at it. <laughs> That's the way to go. Hey, speaking of acting real quick, I just wanted to give a quick uh, recommendation on a movie that I watched last night that I absolutely loved because my, my brain needed to just be shut off and I all I needed to do was just like, for 90 minutes, sit down and not think about anything else, but just watch a movie. And what do I want to watch? I want to watch cars driving fast and shit blowing up and people fighting. And that's exactly what I got with a movie called Guns Akimbo. Holy wow. I was supposed to have a clip. I got too busy and didn't get an opportunity to throw down and get some audio for it. It is ridiculous. That movie is ridiculous. It is gangbusters. Fu- if you... Trust me, if you don't like the sight of blood, if you don't like to hear swear words, if you don't like if you don't like to see violence, it's not your movie. But the cinematography is amazing, the camera work is stunning, the visual effects are amazing. If you like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, mixed with a little bit of like speed, maybe crash, crash is that the word? What's the name of the what's the name of the movie with uh, Jason Statham where he's got like, he's got a bomb in him and he's got like seven hours to go find a guy. If not, the bomb blows up or if his heart rate drops past like 55, he's going to die. What the hell's the name of that movie? I can't remember. But anyway, it is, uh, it's just like that. It's nonstop. I mean, the movie from the word go is nothing but just like kick. At, oh, don't watch it with the kids. I mean, unless, of course, you want to bring up sane kids. Because I'm a big believer that if you let your kids watch Predator at age 12, that you're going to be just fine. Uh, get, uh, CR, the variety of odd jobs makes for a colorful and snappy replies. The best conversationalist I knew went to school for neuroscience, worked at a fish market, and now brews beer for a living. There's a lot of living to do, man. I think about it. I think about Sammy Davis Jr. sometimes and that song, you know, there's music to play, places to go, and people to see. There's a reason why I wake up at 530 every day when I don't have to. You got a lot of living to do, man. A lot of shit that needs to get accomplished and you can't do it laying in bed. So I, I, I don't know what the secret is. I, maybe that's the secret. Get your ass up and go. Get moving. You get moving. You get things done. When opportunities come, you get those opportunities because you previously went out and did all that shit. I don't know. Not to get all sanctimonious about it, but yeah. But it's a cool gig. I love it. Um, it is, uh, you know, I basically kind of run the Adam Carolla YouTube page now. And it's amazing that I'll do a graphic and I'll put up a video and I will upload it. And then it goes live at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. So by the time I wake up at 530, I'll come back downstairs and I'll click the reset button and there'll be like 40,000 views and 125 comments. And you're like, dude, that. That literally was just sitting on my computer in my tiny little basement in in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And now the world gets to see it. There's something about it, man. There's something about it that makes you feel good. You're giving content to people and the people that want it. There's a lot of trolls on that page, though. Holy shit, man. I know some people, dude, you got to have thick skin. I mean, the fans talk shit about the co-hosts, Bald Brian and Gina Grad. I was like, man, I totally get it, dude. Yikes. Crank is the movie, Amanda. Thank you. I don't want to stop down and Google it one more time. We already Googled down one time for uh, God's Gated Scripts is Unanswered Press from Garth Brooks. I wasn't about to Google some more. 
We had enough of the Google today. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher. And every single day at 9.45 a.m. it goes live on Instagram. Thank you guys again so much. I really do appreciate every single one of you being here. It means a lot. Thank you again for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.